the weather is finally getting warmer. And if you're like me, you might be looking for ways to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. Enter Quince. I have been a lover of Quince for years. I have trusted them to have me looking effortlessly chic year after year. This spring and summer, I am obsessed with their European linen line. I am going to be living in their tank tops and linen pants all spring and summer. Whether it's blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, whatever you're looking for, Quince has got it. And the best part, all Quince items are 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash BGB for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash BGB to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash BGB. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the Black Girl Burnout Podcast. Kelly here. And today we're going to talk about part three in our series about how not to celebrate trauma. Just to do a quick recap, we started the week talking about how we have to have a family meeting. We have to create a safe space to talk about the ways in which we as a culture and communally celebrate trauma and some painful interactions that we deal with day to day. And we discussed how people who experience unspeakable horrors often make meaning of those bad events by experiencing denial or minimizing or celebrating the bad thing that has happened to them. And from a community perspective, we talked about how that impacts us as a black community. And then we talked about two ways to opt out of celebrating trauma, and that was opt into loving accountability. We had a difficult conversation about disappointment and disrespect as black women and who disrespects us and how that impacts us. And we had a conversation about how to overcome and hold people accountable for the wrongs we experience or feel. And the last way we said to hold people lovingly accountable was to discuss and prioritize reparation or repair. And the way to hold people lovingly accountable is to expect some kind of repair or to pursue a reparation. And the only way to do that is by opting into healing, which is today's final of the series. We're going to talk about how to opt into healing. And there's a couple ways to do this that I want to focus on today. And that is 
One is a throwback to an episode that we've had just a few weeks ago called Opting Into Softness, that as a community, we need to opt into being gentle and kind to each other. We're going to talk about how part of repair is setting boundaries, and part of repair is commitment, and it's commitment to protecting each other in this community, this family, and to doing so with love. So we're going to talk today again about opting into softness. We're going to talk about setting boundaries. And we're going to talk about committing to protecting each other in love. Cut, cut. Committing to protecting each other with love. When we think about the word reparation, it has been associated with many things. And I am always a proponent of reparation and reparations as a concept. But in this particular conversation, I want to talk about what reparation is amongst internal to us as a family, as a community. Reparations for us is all about how do we heal and move forward. You cannot move forward if you do not acknowledge a wrong and call it for what it is. If you do not hold people accountable who do the wrong, and if you do not offer a way to mend that wound, to to offer a repair or a reparation. And this whole week has been about collective trauma in our community and how we see it play out in some painful ways in the media, in national conversation, in our lives, I think about some of the recent events that have happened and so much of what happens in our community is rooted, in my opinion, in deep, deep wounds that go back hundreds of years with slavery. And it has left a line and a fracture in so much of how we live our lives as black folks and particularly how we live our lives as black women. And dealing with that trauma that happened hundreds of years ago and healing from that is key in everyday practices that we do right now. And particularly for black women, we talked about the feelings of disrespect. And I got vulnerable with you and said that there's a lot of guilt around loving accountability generationally. I think when it comes to our male counterparts, others in our community that do not identify as female, that that pain and that rift between each other, that guilt of wanting to hold someone accountable for the ways that they may hurt you, and yet the guilt we feel when we think about the crises that face black men in today's society, that has always faced black men. But in this family meeting, we have to be brave, and we have to be vulnerable, and we have to be honest. And so... Talking about the ways that black women are disrespected, how oppression rolls downhill from white male society all the way down to black women. It's important that we say that there are ways that we are hurt as black women every day in the community that 
impact us, impact how we see ourselves, impact how we see each other, and impact on how we engage with each other. And so when I asked you last episode to think about what could be a repair for a disrespect, I want you to think about that repair in the context of this conversation today. And we're going to start with opting into softness as a reparation. One of the key ways to repair, I think, our Black community, our family, our culture, is to inject softness into everything that we do. And this one is tough. We've talked about how softness is a privilege. And softness is something that we've been told as a community is just out of reach for black women. I hear hurtful conversations in social media about how women are manly, which what does that even mean? But that's an aside for another day. (laughs) How women are harsh and angry and all of these things. And that's just not true. I know plenty of women who maybe on the outside have to be harsh to deal with disrespect, to deal with the pressures of surviving, but underneath are some of the most beautifully gentle people you will ever meet. But opting into softness as a community means that we have to opt into vulnerability and we have to opt into the confidence that softness does not mean weak and that softness is a protection for ourselves. It is a way to thrive in a system that is always pushing us into the harshness of survival mode. So when I talk about softness as a reparation, what I really mean is that it is a a promise and a commitment to be soft with each other. And that means in a communal way, stopping the harsh narratives we say about each other. There is a lot of harshness, sharp edges in our community. We are quick to talk bad about each other, obviously in private, but the language that we use can border on cruel. What the way that we as black women talk about black men, and again, I'm not talking about romantic relationship, although certainly that happens, but just in a communal sense to each other, it can be degrading. And I understand that that may be in response to other degrading language that may be hurled at us by members of our community. The way we talk to each other when we're angry, the way we talk amongst ourselves as women when we're upset is harsh and at times cruel. And the only way we can repair the trauma of slavery and the legacy of slavery that it has left with us is to commit to being soft with each other and pursuing kindness and thinking about changing the way we talk about ourselves and take changing the way we talk about each other. Black representation in media really is everything. It is the jumping point in which people can see who they could be. If it wasn't for prominent voices like an Oprah Winfrey on my television screen, I would have never thought to pursue podcasting. Well, if you're looking for the next generation of influential Black voices, you need to look no further than NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. 
Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. It explores distinct, varied, and most importantly, nuanced Black perspectives. And you're going to hear stories about joy and resilience, empowerment, and how people have created world-shifting things out of struggle. Black perspectives haven't always been centered when we're talking about the story of America, but now we are the story. Turn on NPR today and hear the wide range of voices that are as varied and Black as the country we reflect. A story should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get your podcasts. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. The second way to pursue a reparation for our trauma, our collective trauma, is learning the language of boundary setting. This is something I talk about all the time. Understanding that not every fight is your fight. So much of opting out of the struggle is understanding this nuance. I created the concept of opting out of struggle because I was exhausted. I was tired of fighting every day, all day. I was tired of living that famous line from the color purple that said, all my life I had to fight. I did not want to do that. And I realized that I was slowly dying inside by fighting every battle, feeling embattled, meaning feeling like everyone was out to attack me at all times. It's an exhausting way to live. And yet we have to take care of ourselves. We understand that there are times where we are under attack. And so setting healthy boundaries, opting out of the struggle and understanding the key to that was just setting some boundaries can go a long way to both individually heal our trauma and collectively as a community heal our trauma. Setting boundaries with each other, understanding that not every situation in our community has to be commented on by us, understanding that when people are denying and minimizing other people's trauma, that if it that we, if we can and it's appropriate, we make a choice to intervene and use again soft language to say that's not okay. We are not going to deny somebody's experience. We're going to allow them to have their experience without comment. And sometimes setting a boundary means just not making that comment. Not everything has to be commented on. Not everything has to be fought. The skill to living a life that you deserve is learning the difference between that. And the key to healing our trauma and our pain as a community is learning that too. It's setting boundaries with each other and learning that not everything requires a comment and not everything needs to be commented on. The way people speak about black women in our community is heartbreaking. 
And not every narrative is negative. I want to be clear. There's so many beautiful conversations happening. But the ones that break your heart are the ones that you think to yourself, what made you get up today and get on a podcast and talk about black women like this? Not everything needs to be commented on. Not everything needs to be criticized. Leaving ego behind and setting boundaries about the type of conversations that we have and opting out of having wasteful and toxic conversations is a reparation. It is a repair. And last but not least, our third way is commitment to each other and commitment to protecting each other. We started this conversation because there was a there's swirling in our consciousness this belief of protect women at all costs and how hollow that rings true to me when I see people engaging in violence to protect black women, quote unquote, but then a communal response degrading women at the same time. Protecting black women and reparation for the disrespect black women have endured requires a commitment. It requires a commitment to protect with love. And loving protection is never going to be violence. And loving protection cannot happen when disrespect abounds. And it's also a commitment for us to protect each other. And protecting each other is is huge. It doesn't mean agreement. It means simply the act of taking care of. It taking care of our men, our women, people who identify as neither. It is about love. Love doesn't mean agreement, but love means respect. And that commitment to protection, protecting black women is about respecting us first. And the only way to repair what is broken or what is hurt that needs to heal is by agreeing to respect each other in this community that we have. Our inheritance as black women is joy, is beauty, is abundance, it's community. It's not bitterness. It's not exhaustion. It's not scarcity. It's not toxic relationships. And the first way to do that is to extend respect. You don't have to agree to respect others. I used to work in a prison system. And I love working with men who are incarcerated. They still are my favorite population to work with, though I have not worked with them in many years. And my approach was this. I always told them, I most people start you off as a zero and you have to earn your way to 100 and get respect. I'm going to start you at 100 and you're going to earn your way to a zero by how you treat me. I started the conversation from a place of I'm giving you respect. I don't need to know you. I don't care about any of your backstory. I don't care what you did. I don't care how you acted with other people before. With me, I meet you as a sir and I meet you with respect. And I found that when I met people with respect, it was more times than not returned and it built a beautiful therapeutic relationship. 
We need commitment to engage with each other in respect. And that starts with us because I cannot change anybody else. I start with one giving respect to everyone, not agreeing with them, not condoning or supporting bad behavior. No, no. I just agree to respect you as a man and I agree I'm going to engage with you from a place of love and gentleness, but firmness. Because the second part of commitment to respect in our community is committing to respect ourselves and set boundaries and enforcing them when they are violated. Saying no. It is loving people from a distance who are toxic and unhealthy. And it is saying I can love you, but you can't be in my life like this. It is clearing your timeline of people who engage in toxicity and talk poorly about black women to protect yourself. And because you're setting a boundary that that doesn't come into your life, your life is full of softness and joy. You don't got no place for people to talk about foolishness and what black women shouldn't shouldn't be doing from a place of disrespect. But in turn, it also means when we are angry, when we are hurt, We call out those feelings and we then turn to our counterparts in our community, the people in our community with us, and we come to a resolution in love. Those three things just are the start of a conversation about how we heal as a community and how we get reparation as black women who've been long disrespected. I hope these tips and tools helped. And my healing practice for you today is going to be all about thinking how whatever you chose for repair, thinking about how you can make and inject some gentleness, love, and commitment to protection in your request for repair. Particularly, we'll start with how you can set boundaries so you can facilitate your own healing. We're going to keep talking about this topic, but for now, let that be your healing practice and a beginning. So that's it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you have, you can find this podcast as always across all major platforms. Please share with someone if this message is hitting you. Build our community even more. Like, subscribe, and review if you feel called to do so. And until we talk next, take care of each other and take care of yourselves. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.